Philadelphia Union, San Jose Earth, DC United, Los Angeles Galaxy, Beach Pass, Colorado Rapids, Vancouver Whitecaps, Orlando City SC, Montreal Impact, NYC FC, Seattle Sounders. Pitch Pass, your all-access credential to the people that matter in MLS. Here's your host, Greg Roach. DC United Day it is. And it's awesome to be able to welcome the longest tenured member of the current DC United squad. And it's great to welcome him back from a long time on the sidelines. I'm talking about uh, well, midfielder, uh, defender, just all around good guy, Nick DeLeon, who checked in a little bit early inside the sphere. But it is still good to talk to you, my friend. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm very well. You're 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 five minutes early. I don't know if you know that or not. Are you just are you one of those very prompt guys? Uh no. Sam told me to call it uh three forty. Around three forty. So. Oh okay. <laughs> he t- he told me three forty five. You know what? We both have to talk to Sam. He he's he's trying to he's trying to sabotage us. <laughs> I can call you back if you want. No way man we're on the phone we're talking let's do it <laughs> Alright let's do it. How have you been? <laughs> I've been good, you know, uh, family's good, um, knees feeling good, healthy now, just trying to get fit, get, uh, contribute a little more on the field, but I've been good. I, I have to ask you that because um, you went full radio silence on social media during your rehab process, so I literally have no idea how you are, how you've been, <laughs> what you've been up to, because you went totally underground. That's uh, I'd say that's pretty fair to say. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I was just I was focusing on myself pretty much and, and getting back on the field. Um, and when I'm at home, it's all about my family. So yeah, I kind of did go uh, a little black there for a little bit, but now that things are up and running again. Um, well, see, that, that's um, what I uh, that's what I was curious about. Was it uh, was it anger? Was it frustration? Or was it? You know what? We gotta we gotta circle the wagons. I need to go away and come out like a like a wrestler with a new identity and a whole new look when I come back. Uh, I would, to be honest, it was a, a little more anger slash self pity. <laughs> okay. Um, if we're gonna be real, yeah, so. I want to I want to be real, of course. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's that's. It was a lot of ups and downs there because um, I would have good days with my knee, and then the next day I would feel like it was a setback so yeah there's definitely a lot of ups ups and downs uh through this process it was unusual because a i'm so used to you always being in the side um that when you were out of the side it was definitely a little jarring especially you know you're the longest tenured member of the team so i feel like nick de leon has always been there uh for dc united um and and that was part one and part two the injury itself was kind of, I don't want to say it was funky, but it was like one of those things where y- you, you walked off and I'm like, wow, he's got, a, looks like he tweaked something. And then I don't, I don't see you again for four months. Yeah. Um, I mean, you hit it on the head. Um, it was a, uh, it was a weird injury. Um, it was just, just ended up being, um, some cartilage damage, uh, in my knee. Um, but I think what took so long is we tried a conservative approach first. Um, where it was progressing and then it kind of hit a point where it just plateaued and it wasn't moving forward anymore. And I, that was about a five week period before we decided to do surgery. So, so you kind of lost five weeks. Yeah. 
All um, right. Well, in hindsight, and, but... uh, yeah, and that's what that's the question I wanted to ask you because uh, we, as uh, civilians, for lack of a better word, just think to ourselves, well, why doesn't he just get the surgery and get it done? But if if we were in that situation, I'm not sure any of us would want to be going under the knife uh, and getting in the anesthesia and going through that whole process. Uh, was that kind of the reservation, or was it? Uh, more of a situation of this isn't as bad as we think it is, and then five weeks later was actually kind of is. Uh, more along, yeah, definitely more along the second okay. um, second route. Because um, if if I knew that that day we did surgery and six weeks I'd be playing guaranteed, um, I would have, yeah, that would have been my decision. But uh, we decided to take that route because it was progressing and it was feeling better uh, day after day until. It kind of just said, "All right, this is as good as it's going to get," and um, that's that's where we were. Um, and it definitely also was. I think a lot of the frustration came because the Audi field opened. Yes, um, I've been waiting for this day for so long. Yes, to have to watch it in the stands was was a bitter pill to swallow for sure. Uh, I want to ask a little bit about you and O'Neill, but before I do, let's let's put a little happy ending on this. How is your knee right now? Oh, it's great. Um, it's great. Yeah, I've been training full for the last couple of weeks. Um, right now, it's just a manner uh, manner of getting game fit, ninety minute fit. Um, but the knee is is feeling really, really good. Good, um, excellent. Yeah. Um, and so now, I I do want to ask you. It was. It's been a really um, unique situation with you and O'Neill in that you were there. You get injured. O'Neill comes in does a job, uh, you starting to make your way back, O'Neal gets injured. Have you guys, What what's your relationship, what's your dynamic like um, between the two of you as competitors for a spot, but then also kind of the the, the awkward tag team of, okay, I, I'm ready to pick up the slack, now he's ready to pick up the slack, now I'm ready to pick up the slack. <laughs> yeah, it's really uh, funny how it worked that way. Um, and kind of definitely unfortunate on both ends. Um but it's, I don't know, for me personally, it's just, I'm supportive of who's in the 11 regardless. I mean, I'm going to compete with you in practice, but it's, I don't know, there's no there's no bent out of shape. There's no rivalry there, because ultimately, those decisions are, are out of our hands. Yeah. Um, that's that's in the coach's hands. So what we, I just go out there and do the best I can um, every day, and Ultimately, the decision's up to Benny whether he's going to put me on the field. Um, but like you said, it definitely me getting healthy when he went down and almost kind of returning the favor because he did an incredible job yeah. um, when he was playing. Um, he was on fire, and it really was just an unfortunate uh, – yeah, it was just an unfortunate yeah. accident that happened to him. Um. Was it, and you talked about kind of feeling a little bit bad for yourself, was it also feeling a little bit bad for the team? Because at the time you went down, uh, Taylor was already out. O'Neal was over there filling in uh, as Joseph kind of got up to speed. Um, it, it really wasn't a position that it, that United could afford to lose people, and then they lose you. Uh, yeah, I that was definitely, uh, I felt that pressure for sure. Um, is a good way to put it. Um, and we have been, it just seems like outside backs on this team this year have been having a rough go at it uh, injury-wise because um, there's been a couple other outside backs who have who have gotten injuries as well. Um, 
So, I mean, I don't know. It's something, something in the air with outside backs this year. Mm. But well, you know, it, and it they, you guys, you guys acquired Vitas, and he immediately gets injured. So maybe, maybe it's the black and red. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. I, I don't know what it is, but yeah, something, something in the air. But as long as we uh, we got each other's back, it's, we're a deep team, um, and I know people can uh, step in and, and do the job. So, was it a situation on um, Saturday? Of or yes, was it Saturday? When did you guys play? When was the, when was the fire match? Saturday yeah. or Sunday? Saturday. It was sun- Sunday. 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 Was it a situation on Sunday where you said to Benny, "Hey, look, there's some sort of outside back curse. I'll come back in at left wing." <laughs> oh heck no! <laughs> uh, I told Benny I'm going to go wherever he needs me, um, um, and uh, that's what he said. He said, "Be ready." You don't know. He could go in outside back. He could go uh, <laughs> go in in the middle. Um, just be ready, and that's all I can really do as a player is mentally prepare myself to contribute. Um, it, it's it's been a nice run for you at right back. Having said that, you've also done time at left back, and as we just established against the fire, you came in as as a winger. How does your training work? Um, do you kind of divide your time with the different, uh, like if there's a central midfield focus drill, you you jump in with the central midfielders. If there's an, a back drill, you you jump in on the left and the right. How do you kind of make yourself as versatile as you are in training? Um, uh, pretty much all the training is outside back work. Um, I do go I do go on both sides. So I have, uh, I'll train right back, I'll train left back, train left crosses, right crosses. Um, but it's all in the back. Um, that, I feel like uh, those midfield days are a little bit behind me, unfortunately. I, I wish I could play uh, more in the middle, but as of now, this is uh, what – coaches asked of me so I'm gonna you know I'm gonna do my best to excel in those positions all right so you mentioned about midfield days um, and we talked about social media I uh, would like to ask you about your Twitter handle uh, you were never number seven for DC United and yet to follow you on Twitter it's at Nick de Leon seven well why why is that Nick a little confusing. I can uh, I can see that. Okay, but, uh, as long as you can see where I'm coming from with the confusion, <laughs> I can definitely see that. Um, seven is just it was always my number until I got to DC United. Um, everywhere I was at before, if it was available, um, I was taking seven. Um, but when I got to DC, uh, Dwayne De Rosario. Uh, oh yeah. Had, yeah, yeah. He had that honor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> There's no way I was taking that number from him. <laughs> All right, because um, I, I, yeah. you know, I was doing the old Google research, and I was like, oh, Twitter at Nick DeLeon7. That's obviously another Nick DeLeon, because our Nick DeLeon has never worn seven. <laughs> no, that's just what it is. It probably would make more sense if I changed it, um, and it would clear up that confusion. But seven, just it's always been my favorite number. So coming up, you were seven. Yeah. Uh, in the traditional sense uh, that you were seven, in that you were a, a winger? Yep. I was always always outside midi. Um, pretty much until I got to uh, D.C. United, then I bounced around a little um, with midfield and outside back. Um, with center mid, sorry, and outside back. But, yeah, I was always a winger. And I'm hoping that you, because uh, you said, uh, sadly or unfortunately, my, my midfield days might be over. I hope you're saying that in the sense of this is where the team needs you now and that at 28 you're not feeling like you've lost a step and you cannot compete in midfield. 
Oh no, I wish I I even I've had these conversations with Coach. Um, I, I still can play in the midfield. All right, good. The reason the, the main reason I miss it is just I love running at guys, um, and you have less freedom to do that at outside back because if you do lose the ball when you're running at somebody, they're coming right back at your goal. So it's just a little more uh, risk reward at outside back, but you still get those opportunities. Um, that's just the main reason I miss outside man. You kind of just have that freedom to to go at guys and attack. Well, and I I have to think. Obviously, you've been following along and watching the matches um, while you've been rehabbing. Part of the reason that United has kind of turned their their season around is yes, the home games, yes, the return of some of the guys that were injured. I'm thinking about Russell specifically, and of course the um, the arrival of, of Wayne Rooney. But one of the things that I've really enjoyed watching is watching O'Neal Fisher be, a lot of times, the furthest guy upfield, especially on restarts, and seeing Wayne pick him out for cross field, uh, and then he's ready to go. I would assume. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I was just going to say, I would assume <laughs> if you slot back in and right back, that should be something that you would really re- uh, cherish and relish to do uh, as you ingratiate yourself back into the team. Yes, that's you hit it on the head because that is definitely something I, I uh, noticed watching um, from the outside. Um, is Wayne is not only capable but likes to hit that that big ball, um, and we. I don't know. We just didn't do it enough uh, in the past. We didn't. I don't know what it was. We liked short passes, but uh, that big ball is lethal, and he'll definitely hit it. And I've seen him hit it almost every game. So you you hit it on the head. I definitely will be flying forward for for that. And and speaking but, of, um, there's been some changes since you were gone. Um, yeah. Uh, one, there's there's a home now. Uh, there's a stadium. Uh, you guys are yeah. on the road every week, as basically you were uh, when you went out. Also, so some some new faces on the squad as well. Uh, what's your integration or interactions with with the new players uh, on the team, specifically Wayne, um, but also Joseph Mora and the other new guys? Uh, in the sense that you were kind of separated from the team while Wayne was kind of introducing himself to the team. Yeah, that that also played a role into it because there is just this. When you're injured, you definitely don't feel like you're all there, like you're part of the group. Because I mean, you're always staying inside, you're always in the gym by yourself, or with the trainer doing your own rehab. And guys are coming in from training, laughing, or whatever the case, because something happened out of training. So you you definitely do you miss that a little bit, but. What I can do is just when they're in the locker room, you know, um, that's where I can kind of step in and build those build those relationships. And specifically with with Wayne, he is he's really easy to get along with. Um, very very soft spoken, um, and he's yeah. I don't I don't know. What I say I mean he's just an easy guy to to talk to and get along with. Um, funny, um, but on the field he's that competitor and he's gonna. He's going to try to to bring out the best in everybody around him. And I think a, a lot of times people people don't think about this, but it's something that definitely happens in locker room dynamics. You know, Wayne Rooney walks in. You kind of want to show him that, hey, I I can assist you in what you're trying to do here in MLS. 
and you want to show that as quickly as possible. So it's got to be frustrating for you to go, he's being very nice to me. He He's making me feel uh, like I can talk to him. But also, there's in the back of your mind, you're like, but he also doesn't know what I can do. And I want to show him what I can do, but I can't. 100%. Hundred <laughs> And I'm, I'm still looking forward to that moment to where I can get in on a game and, and really show not only him, but Audie Field what I'm capable of. You know, I've I've asked I've asked all the guys we've had on in the last six weeks about Audi Field. Um, you know, I I read your comments uh, in the post with Stephen Goff, and it it I I got what was coming across that the point that you were coming across. I don't I do want to ask you though specifically just to hear your voice as you say how painful was it to have to sit out and not be available for selection for the opening of Audi Field. And then the flip side of that, how great was it to be out on the field, warming up at the beginning of the match on Sunday, and then actually making an entrance in your first time at Audi Field? Because you know no one has, has gone through RFK and the, the ups and the downs of RFK on the team now more than you have. So what was that, that dichotomy like of, of July to Sunday? Um, it was a double-edged sword. I was very, very excited to be at Audi Field. Um, but I'm not, I'm, like I said, I'm, we're keeping it real here. It definitely, it definitely hurt, um, to watch it from the outside. Cause it, like you said, it's, I've been through it. You've heard the stadium talk for so long and for it to finally be here. And I, you just can't take part in it. It, it was part of that, the ups and downs I was having. Audi Field was definitely a huge influence in that. Um, it was hard. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how else to put it. It was hard to watch from the sideline and not help, not help the team. Um, but on the flip side, that first time running out on Sunday, it was pretty emotional for me. Um, very, very emotional. The first thing I did was step on the field, put both – both hands on the grass and just had this <laughs> this moment with myself that we're finally here. You know, you finally, you finally get to step on the high field <laughs> on a game day. Um, and then to get, get subbed in. Um, yeah, it was, was surreal. It was a very, very warm welcoming from, from the audience. Um, then I was, I was so excited. Our coach actually told me to, to go in and just kind of sit because we had the lead and we yep. and we needed to win, but I, I went in and I did like a forty yard run forward to try and get <laughs> behind. And I was just jacked. I was so excited to be out there. Um, and then after the game ended, I, I just had this personal moment where I, I did tear up a little bit, and it it just felt all the hard work you put in to to get back out here, and it was just kind of all that accumulation in one moment. And it was it was emotional, and I was happy to be out there. You mentioned the crowd. Uh, I was I was at in the house on Sunday against the fire. Um, it was a it was a tense moment in the game. It was definitely wasn't you know five nil like the week before where you know we're all hanging out, we're all having fun. So when you were subbing on, I was like, well, you know, I'm I'm wondering what kind of reaction is going to be. Is it going to be, hey, we're we're excited you're back, but we're also a little tense. Uh, and to hear the the huge cheer that went up as your name was called and you ran on the field was really cool for me. I can't imagine what it was like for you, and I I'm glad that you were able to hear it and kind of take that in for that split second. Before you got back and got into the action, 
That's ex- exactly right. Uh, just for a split second or two, you really appreciate it, and then it's just like, all right, turn it off. It's time to play, and we have to close this game out. So um, I am, like you, Nick, biracial. Uh, I, like you, Nick, married a Caucasian woman. I, like you, have a kid who uh, I I literally call my white son. And so when I see pictures of you with your kids, I'm like, oh, look, Nick's got two white kids. <laughs> I do. Uh, my, there's one that looks partially like me. They're the, the, the oldest, right? Yes. Yes. But my son is 100% my wife. He's got the, he's got the straight hair. He's got the blonde yeah. hair. And he's got the blue yeah. eyes. And I look at it, because I look at my son all the time, and obviously we love our kids. But it's like, oh, look, nothing like me. That's my white son. Yes. <laughs> yes, and I've um, I've sent pictures to my dad. He's from Trinidad. Yes, they give him a little bit of a. <laughs> oh, look at you! You have a white grandbaby. <laughs> I can't imagine if he's in Trinidad. You send him a picture. He should. This is my grandson. Whatever, Leroy. Where is your grandson? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> They give him a, they give him a hard time. I like to rouse him a little bit, but it's all in fun. Exactly, and I, you know, I always I, I I have fun with it, but I also love the the diversity in my family and the family that that we were able to create. And you know, I I like the fact that you can't pick out which one is mine, which one doesn't look like me, because that's what we're supposed to be as a as a society and as humans. Exactly, exactly. I agree with you one hundred percent. I asked you when we talked uh, officially, which was during the Capital Soccer Show days. So that was 2013, maybe. Uh, I asked you, and at the time, you had the wild mane. You've got the long hair now, but not the wild mane of back in the day. And I asked you at that yeah. point, what would you rather, or what, what is better? And, and we were both single at that point. So I said, what attracts the ladies? What are the ladies like more, the hair or the eyes? Uh, you said your best asset was your eyes. Uh, yeah. You were able to you were able to pass that down to both of your kids. So congratulations for t- passing down the eyes, if not the hair, to your children. <laughs> yeah, and they definitely don't have my hair at they all. They definitely uh, do not. <laughs> it's a little curly, but at best, that's it. Um, they, Milo, he definitely has my eyes, and Marley. I think has more of mom's eyes. Mom has uh, green eyes. Oh, okay. So does our our daughter has green eyes. But yeah, our baby uh, baby boy, I think got my gene or got the green or blue eyes from yep. my mom because she does not have my wife does not have blue eyes in her family. So well, before we uh, before we wrap up, I was told. Now this is where we 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 call out Sam again. Uh, if people don't know, Sam is the uh, communications coordinator. He's he's the guy that I talk to to set up the interviews. He goes to the team, uh, the guys that I want to talk to, and and sets that up. So Sam says, uh, you know, when I when I said, hey, I want to get Nick on. He's back from injury. Uh, he's working his way back. He's going to be a key part as we uh, get to the final couple of matches and hopefully into the playoffs. 
He gets back to me and goes, uh, Nick's excited. Also a huge DC 101 fan, which makes me roll my eyes because I'm like, all right, I talked to Paul, who definitely is not a DC 101 fan, even though I, I didn't ask him any music questions, but you can just tell. Uh, I see I see Russell's page, all these country music artists uh, that he's at these all these concerts. So I'm like, definitely not. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. We got a DC 101 fan. I'll ask him some DC 101 questions. But then I'm always like, maybe Sam's just talking a little trash. So, Nick, if you're a DC 101 fan, yes or no, but if you're not, what is your go-to music uh, when you are ready to kind of chill and listen to some music? So, I am a DC 101 fan. I listen to it religiously every morning. Elliot's Oh, you like Elliot? Every morning. And on the way home, I listen to TR Show Roach. But it's more, it's more mood. It depends on my mood on what I'm listening on the way home. But I don't discriminate with music. I listen to all kinds. Um, it's really a mood thing. Um, but every morning I... That's the first thing I do when I get in my car is turn it to one oh one point one. Well, I, you know what? We'll take that little sound bite and we'll make it into a promo because that was really well done for Elliot. You know, I asked um I asked Casey Keller once, um what he listens to before games because you know he's a big death metal guy which was which always takes me back because he seems always mild-mannered and he he kind of flipped it around on me and kind of changed my thought process on what athletes listen to because he was like I can't listen to that just before a match because I can't get that hyped up before I go out there and and play are you one of those guys like when your head but when your earbuds are in pre-match is it more mellow music or are you trying to get amped up it's Definitely more mellow, I would I would say, because uh, he hit that on the head. I've I've done that before, and <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's not beneficial to get too amped up. Um, I'm more of a slow rap, you know, just a nice yeah. beat, mm-hmm. rock. Um, that's about it. It'll be either rap or rock, um, and I kind of just stay in that lane. Sometimes EDM. Oh, really? But. Yeah, so that's a rare occasion. Big matches, we go EDM. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe more so. <laughs> um, you we know, need to get amped just a little. We talked about, and this is this is what I'll let you go on. We talked about you relishing the bombing forward as a right back. Um, the one thing I thought about, and you were right when you said, "Hey, if you do that, if you try to take people on, you you you." are dispossessed you've got a haul ass back um what's your fitness level like what i don't want to put a minutes restriction on it but you know obviously outside back much more uh you need much higher conditioning than you would if you were in the middle uh where are you at right now and what can we expect from you if you are to see the field uh against fc dallas on saturday night um yeah i can put a minute on it i would say i'm about uh I would say 60, okay. 65 of a full go. That's what, and that's I what I was going to ask. Six, 60 where you're, you're, you're doing everything that you think you need to do as a right back. And you're not, you're not, not going forward exactly. because you don't know about your fitness level coming back. It, it's 100%. I think I have that in me. And if I, anything after that, it would be very, very conservative play. Um, more stay back and just lock it down and, restrict myself moving forward but it's it's a it's a process man it takes it takes a long time to build fitness and you lose it just like that um so after being out four months it's i got some work to do um but i'm I'm almost there and hopefully i'll 
I get some minutes this weekend and keep uh, keep building forward towards uh, the ninety minute match fitness. This weekend is uh, is the start of three matches in a week. Is it yep. is it crazy or like? Tell me if I'm wrong. It, it, is it like you get your sixty? If you if you were to get your sixty against Dallas, could you come back against Toronto? Or is it? I'm probably not going to be able to go for Toronto, but when we come back to New York the following week, I'll probably be 90 at that point. Or do you just have to kind of get through what you get through because it's, we're going for playoff spot? Yeah, I think you just got to, at this point, you just got to push it. Um, push it to the to the max. I mean, no no reservations now. Because like you said, every game is, is so crucial at this point, and we need to get uh, at least three wins out of these last four games. Yep. So. It's 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 go for broke at this point. There's no reservations. It's great to have you back, man. Um, I'll be at the match against FC Dallas on Saturday. Uh, DCUnited.com if you'd like to get tickets for yourself. Uh, there'll be one extra ticket available because Nick will not be using his in the stands anymore. He'll be back out in the field, and we're really <laughs> glad about that, Nick. Thank you, my friend. You and me both. Thanks for having me on, Roach. It was a pleasure talking to you. show information, go to pitchpass.com.